0: To High-Tech Minds, an exclusive podcast that features successful and inspiring Armenian tech community across the globe. I'm your host Nareen, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Every idea can turn into successful business when innovation, meaningful partnership, and communities come together. Kudos to CIC Providence, state-of-art co-working space in downtown Rhode Island. For their continuous support to local tech communities and female founders. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to High Tech Minds, straight talk from successful Armenian entrepreneurs and founders across the globe. I'm your host, Nareen, and thanks again for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm going to sit down with Arek Vartanian, co founder of Forge Fiction. I came across this very fascinating startup on LinkedIn and instantly got interested and want to have them to come to my show and talk about what is forced fiction about. This young Armenian based startup is trying to revolutionize publishing industry, giving new technology tools to book fans, not only easily to self-publish their books, but also directly contribute to their favorite fictions. So let's get right to our interview and see what is sports fiction about. Hello, Arek. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? How is everything there?
1: Hi, Nadine. Thank you a lot for the invitation. Uh, everything is going good. Um, the startup industry is booming everywhere and in Armenia as well. And we are just one of those companies trying to do our best to affect positively our ecosystem
0: i always want to write a book but it's in such a daunting process (laughs) so (laughs) i'm really excited to have you today on my show and a little bit explore the ways that book enthusiasts that really can use your platform and write a books um
1: okay so first of all what we are doing is not something is not what everything else is doing right now it's not Uh, artificial intelligence or virtual reality, uh, what we do is uh, basically we created a platform where creative people can form communities together and by combining their creativity, their different sets of skills, their talent, uh, contribute to the creation of full length uh, fictional novels and complete stories around, uh, complete words around, uh, around them. So it's not just the book, but the people also create a lot of locations, the overall setting, oh, okay. the map, and all of that together. So, so we'll, get we'll get there, we'll
0: get there. I just want to know mm-hmm. before jumping to our conversation, a little bit I want to know about you, your background. You are the co-founder of Forge Fiction. You're, you are an entrepreneur yourself. Tell us a little bit what background do you have?
1: So um, I personally, uh, I have an MBA from the American University of Armenia. Uh, but ever since graduation, I've been working in the digital marketing, uh, sphere, and I'm still working there. Uh, I've, uh, before forge fiction, I was a co-founder of, uh, a digital marketing agency called IO marketing. And after being there for two or two and a half years, I'm not sure <laughs> I have to calculate okay. that. Um, Uh, I got approached by my current co-founders and who we we actually were friends long before Forge Fiction Um, and they came up with this amazing idea and I just couldn't reject it so I (laughs) I was instantly hooked and eager to work on it.
0: You have been also a president for Armenian Cyber Gaming Association. Can you a little bit tell us what is this association about?
1: Oh yeah, I was, um, I was. Uh, I'm still very passionate about cyber sports. Okay. Uh, if someone doesn't know what cyber sports, cyber sports are, it's basically sports using video games.
0: Oh. Okay. And
1: there is, there is a huge debate, which I think should not be up to debate. When some people say it's not sports, when it definitely is. So I'm very passionate about that, and my goal was to promote um, the industry in Armenia. And this is why me and a couple of uh, friends were organizing different um, events. We were organizing competition tournaments, um, where actually we contributed to the creation of the first professional um, cybersports team oh, in, That's in Armenia.
0: super exciting.
1: Um, but unfortunately, after some time, I didn't have enough time to commit to it because it was an NGO and we're just wow. doing it out of passion. So we had to uh, well, stop working on it. But um, I'm I'm proud to say that we actually organized one of the biggest events in Armenia up today, the cybersports events. And um, I think our contribution helped the industry to develop and become what it is today. It's
0: really super exciting. So let's get to Force Fiction. Force Fiction is a community-driven platform that allows fiction fans to unite their forces and create new original stories. What is the story behind your startup?
1: Um, so the idea um, came to uh, our CEO and uh, co-founder, Haraj, um, when he was like talking with our... We are actually four co-founders, with a- another co-founder, Garen, and okay. they were together discussing... Um, uh, Game of Thrones fan theories. You might remember it was like 2018 when the whole world was waiting for 2019 for the last season of Game of Thrones. Everyone had, their I know ideas. it was a
0: fever, Game of Thrones I, fever.
1: <laughs> it was a fever, and we were part of that fever. And uh, so, at the same time, uh, the Star Wars uh the new star wars trilogy was um being filmed and released and fans were actually like very very disappointed uh it was even before the last season of game of thrones and so harachi had this idea so how great it would be if instead of like one person who is just at the top of the company who is not even a fan and does not really know what fans of it want instead of him the decision-making process was uh, up to um, the community and people who are actually fans of it so that they could contribute with their ideas and at the same time receive some um, well recognition and also some monetary rewards for their work so this was the initial idea to give communities and these people tools to uh, contribute and then from then on we worked a lot we brainstormed a lot and We came to where we are right now
0: by the way do you have women working on your team
1: Uh, our um, development team is actually completely female uh, including our cto Um, wow that's super cool (laughs) yeah and at um, some point we had uh, like three people uh, working in our company named anna uh, so uh, i don't know how that happened but um, <laughs> our development team has always been like primarily female um, and now we uh, al- also actually all the team is primarily female we, we have a lot of talent in our country. Oh, i
0: love to see women dominant startups <laughs> that's super <laughs> exciting <laughs> so the name of your startup is force fiction i'm kind of like curious how people coming up with the name i remember when i was thinking about my one of my ventures it took me six seven months to come up with the names i wasn't liking anything how exactly you came up with this name
1: well it was actually really hard we had like <laughs> 50 other names to say in the <laughs> list that uh all were taken or like the domains were taken and things like that. So it took us a lot of time to come up with the final name. Uh, that also has a free domain. Um, but um, the word forge, uh, not um, as like a place where some I don't know, swords or hammers are made, right? It's, um, it's a very widely used word in the community that we target. So like geeks or fans of fiction and fantasy. Uh, so and yeah, basically they are forging fiction together, and that's how we came up with the final name.
0: So uh, your community-driven platform. What I want to ask you, like, when you say in community collaboration platform, how do people actually get to know each other on your platform and build their partnership?
1: Um, so there are a couple of ways, and we are currently still exploring, adding a bunch of new functionality, a lot of new stuff to. Um, it allow them to meet each other easier and make the collaboration easier. And a lot of it, it's also based on the feedback that we receive. Um, so right now there are a couple of ways that they can do that. Um, the writing process is currently done like this. Um, anyone can basically come to our website, register and start a, a story, um, give a short description of it and, um, uh, they can even start with the first chapter or a couple of them. And then anyone else who likes the premise of it uh, can okay. come and uh, continue writing it. Um, and they can meet each other, talk t- uh, through comments uh, section. They can just give feedback to each other. And we also have a server on, uh, on a software called Discord uh, where the majority of the communication uh, happens. Uh, But we have also several months ago, we launched a new functionality on the website called group writing, which uh, allowed people to create writing groups, uh, invite uh, people and to work together and work on, on the same chapter together real time, like on Google Docs.
0: So just go back to subscription. So let's say I want to write a book. I should come to your website and subscribe. Uh, so and find my partners to start writing book. That that is correct.
1: Um, so um, it's uh, I wouldn't call it a subscription because it's completely free okay. for creators. Um, all we need from them is their creativity and time commitment. Um, so um, yeah, but uh, you also don't have to uh, bring your own. Uh, well authors together you can find those on the website or you can come on the website find some things that uh, will interest you and join already formed groups
0: how is the search happening let's say again i want to write a book how i can search partners like do you use categorized search or
1: yeah absolutely we have filters for finding okay. the correct categories you can sort them by books by which one is trending the new books, uh, obviously tags and some genres. That's um, usually how it happens. Uh, But also when people create writing groups, uh, our system automatically recommends uh, the correct people to invite to those groups who our system thinks will be a right fit for it, depending again on the genres.
0: So, okay. So, I found right people. We wrote this book. What is happening with this book? Do you have, do you provide any options to publish this book or sell this book?
1: Um, Yeah, thanks for the question. We actually currently have already three published books written by our community, which are available on Amazon. And uh, one of those is also available on our website. so uh, and people can buy not just printed versions of it uh, not just ebooks but we oh, also okay. have printed versions of it and in a couple of weeks or a month uh, we are also going to publish our first audiobook uh, oh, for okay.
0: it.
1: so and uh, people who created uh, that specific book uh, are getting rewarded for it so um, it depends on how many chapters among big, all the chapters of the book they have so it's proportional to how many accepted ones they are, and uh yeah we uh, of course we try to motivate our uh, you, writers as much as we can
0: when you think awarded what do you mean like is it monetary award or some sort of points they're getting then they can distribute somehow
1: no it, it's right now it's money just okay share some of the profit with them um Uh, But, uh, of course, we'll one day have some non-monetary rewards as well.
0: I think you can use blockchain, cryptocurrency. Uh,
1: That's actually funny that you ask because, again, at the same time in 2018, when we were discussing this, blockchain was on the rise. Everyone was doing ICOs and things like that. So we were considering for some time to implement blockchain. But then we talked with a lot of our potential users And we realized that at least at this stage, it would bring more difficulties than, uh, well, enable them.
0: Are you partnering or building collaboration with like platforms like Amazon or Goodreads?
1: I wouldn't call it a partnership, but uh, all our books are available on Amazon and we just use it as a marketplace. Uh, and also our books are there on Goodreads as well because it's basically like the Wikipedia for books
0: where people
1: can learn more about it so you know we have those there Um, but um, in terms of partnerships we are more looking for finding um, for partnering with media industry companies and license our stories so that they can Create movies around those, uh, around the content written on Forge Fiction, video games, uh, or anything they like.
0: That sounds interesting. What about the copyrights? How people can claim that this portion is mine, this portion is yours? How Mm -hmm. how is this happening? Uh,
1: That was also another topic of very long discussions and talking with a bunch of different lawyers. Uh, But um, the end result is that we own all the content that is okay
0: uh,
1: for, for fiction because it was the only way to secure the that the books are actually finished because in other cases like i don't know there are 50 chapters written and then suddenly one person decides that he doesn't want his character to be used there anymore um so it could become huge problems uh or some people would be able to sell the book without sharing the commission with the others. So this is why we keep all the rights, uh, both distribution and the, uh, like copyrights of the content. Um, and in return, we just share the revenue with the authors and, and we the way, do all, all those by the way
0: What's happened if people just stop writing? Like you have, have you said you have 50 chapters and no mm-hmm. other chapters coming. So what's happening with this book?
1: is it arch- is it going
0: to archive or something
1: um uh, it uh, it stays on forged fiction and unfortunately things like that happen but it's usually in the beginning so if people committed to writing many chapters they are definitely going to finish it um but uh, unfortunately there are some books that stay at like one chapter or without any chapters um which is obviously fine because good ideas attract more people and we prefer to have like one book with 1000 collaborators than have 1000 books with one collaborators
0: that's really true you better have a have you saying one good book than just a couple of more books that doesn't add value
1: yeah exactly
0: are there any interesting projects going on you are working on right now
1: um I, I think we can talk about some of the books that um have been published or um uh so one of those is I would so the audiobook is going to be the audiobook of the very first book that we published. Um it's a paranormal mystery and we created it with a partnership uh in a partnership with a YouTube channel.
0: Oh okay.
1: Um, and um, it's a actually really great channel it's called mortis media and they are and the person who's running the channel is telling some horror and paranormal stories uh, and um, his fans actually are the people who cre- to, who wrote the book and now the uh, the owner of the channel with uh, his wife are working on the audiobook and we are pretty excited about it um, And we have already talked with some of their community, uh, his community members, and they are very excited as well. So um, let's see how that goes. Um, Another thing that we are exploring right now is uh, another way of writing, because right now, like one person writes one chapter, then another one continues it, and then the third one. So basically every person has different quantity and chapters, and there, there are some differences. Um, and it takes a lot of time to edit those books. So instead, we are planning and we are going to implement soon uh, a subscription model for reading the books of of Forge Fiction company. And also um, like our last book, Journeys Through Faladon, went through uh, three different instances of editing and proofreading because we want the people who get the book feel uh, like a really good experience while yeah while reading it
0: so i want to talk a little bit about journey through paladon i know this is your biggest collaborative so far over 40 contributors have investing in this book can you tell us a little bit what is this collaboration about Uh,
1: i would like to say that uh, this book is basically a role model for us (laughs) so uh, there are so many things that the community itself uh organized uh, together that we are slowly implementing on the platform like the group writing i mentioned the idea of it came when the people there or um, started uh, the people of journeys through faladon started working on the same chapter together and they created an entire huge world like the book is around 300 pages okay. but they have like 400 more pages of just content that explores the world of Faladon. Uh, it's magic, uh, how the magic there works, all the different races, um, like kingdoms, um, all of it, all those. Th- there is so much to explore there. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, and they are self organized, they self organized everything. Uh, it's a community of very passionate people. And they do like competitions inside the community. Uh, They um, distribute the work between themselves and everyone is happy to contribute as much as they can. So So you want
0: to say this is a, a open source to everyone, which is mean everyone across the globe, whoever want to contribute, they just can come and contribute to this book writing.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Oh, that's really fantastic.
1: But then, uh, of course, like on GitHub, uh, the community chooses whether this contribution is worthy enough to be there or not.
0: So community has a power actually over contributors.
1: Yes, Uh, uh, we have a voting system in which they determine whether they want something to become a part of the book or of the work.
0: Very democratic (laughs) system (laughs) of writing book, I like it. (laughs) So this health crisis really have been rough for many of us and this is a very unique situation and unique not just because we never experienced pandemic and when entire country goes through lockdown but also we are all in the same boat no matter where we live like which geography we are in which language we speak or nationality and people are really struggling with social isolation so i know you have been initiating something called quarantine fiction campaign to help people to go through stress and depression through writing. I want to a little bit talk about this campaign. What is this about?
1: Um, So um, when the lockdown was just starting, it was a couple of months and people were not as used to the situation as I guess we are right now. Um, People were a lot really stressed. There was a lack of socialization and we know that both reading and especially writing expressing thoughts helps to cope with uh, with stress. So it, um, and since we had this platform and we wanted to help people, uh, we organized a campaign uh, that, as you said, is called Quarantine Fiction, where everyone could share their stories, whether it was a memoir regarding the situation about quarantine or just a fictional story that they were writing because they had time now. Um, and uh, we, um, it was available on our website. Everyone could come, give feedback, vote again. Um, and in the end, uh, all the best stories were uh, compiled into a book. That is again available on Amazon. It's called Quarantine Fiction. Uh, and all the profit that the book generates is going to um, Sales the Children humanitarian organization because oh, um, they great. had a specific field for helping children that have um, suffered because of COVID 19.
0: That is really great. Seriously, you're doing a lot of good stuff. Thank you. So do you have any statistics so far how many people actually participating in this campaign?
1: Um, If you mean writing, we had uh, around uh, 300 writers uh, who submitted their stories uh, but some wrote more and then we had a couple of thousand people who were just coming there to read. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's more, I'm just saying the number of newly registered people who came there um, because during that period of time um, we put uh, all the stories on Quarantine Fiction uh, uh, as to an open access. So it was like more 20, around 20,000 if we go with statistics provided by Google Analytics.
0: That is really huge. Do you have any number of monthly users of Bosch Fiction?
1: Uh, we prefer Based to... On
0: subscription?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the subscription yet, so it's just, um, registered users and we prefer to calculate it, uh, weekly because like, that's how the cycles go of writing a chapter and then right. waiting until voting and things like that. Um, so we have like weekly, um, 1500, 1, um, active creators who do something on the platform.
0: What about demography?
1: Um, It's uh, mostly English speaking countries. Uh, The 80% is from US, UK, Australia.
0: So, for fiction mostly about fiction. Do you have any plans to expand this? I'm a political scientist. I'm kind of like I'm thinking to write a book in politics or something. Do you have something um, for other professions or other interests?
1: Uh, not right now, and um, I don't think we will have anything like that in the near future because it's a completely different segment, completely different problems right. and solution um, to it. Um, but we have heard that uh, opinion uh, many from many people, especially academic people, as, as you mentioned. Um, so I guess there is an open demand. space in the industry. Yeah, in there the is a industry. demand, I think. Yeah, that some people can take. But right now our primary focus is to contribute to creation of a very high quality fiction that is also at the same time market well validated by the readers who were contributing during the creation process, not just by providing feedback afterwards and making sure that the book has it the best version it possibly can. So it will also help uh, the media industry, which is currently, uh, like, um, in, the, in a huge need of new uh, original content.
0: I mean, I would really love to collaborate with someone or a group of people to write a book in my interest seriously. So I'm looking forward, you can create something for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that day will come as well.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Armenian startup ecosystem. That is what's happening in Armenia is really fascinating for me. I moved United States years ago, and I I kind of like the progress that I see. It's really insane. So you have already more than 500 startups functioning in a country. Some of Armenian-based startups already getting, they were able to raise a lot of money and getting their international exposure. But I know like in every country, no matter it's uh, United States, it's France, it's Armenia, there are some tough challenges and setbacks for many startup founders. For you personally, as a startup founder, what has been some of the challenges you faced?
1: Um, so the first challenge um, is, I think it was the doubt of, of everyone uh, around, uh, and whilst well, it's wrong to say everyone because there were also some people that were really motivating us and were seeing the potential in this right. idea. But because what we were doing was so different from uh, anyone else, right. uh, many people were considering it a fun thing, but were not um, thinking of it as a business idea. So yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, people will build it. Some people will enjoy it. I don't know writing, but it won't become a business. That was the main concern of people uh, around us. And I totally understand them. I understand why they would have those concerns. Um, That was the first issue that we were facing. And it was definitely not related to just Armenian ecosystem. It would be everywhere. Um, And we have already, uh, we have also did some mistakes that we could avoid uh, like um we could have launched earlier i guess that's the most com- one of the most common <laughs> mistakes that founders do um we're trying to find different ways to launch we're trying to raise investment for marketing and then we realized that we actually can launch the platform without any marketing budget and get our first like several a couple thousand users So that was the first issue we faced, the the lack of uh, trust in the idea. Um, And then um, I I would say it's pretty similar than trying to prove the concept of it, um, trying to win some competitions. Luckily in Armenia, there are some uh, European grants uh, and the investors uh, Armenian investors say there is, is more money than investable startups in Armenia um, so uh, there, there are opportunities for Armenian companies both to raise investment and to grow personally um, for example it's just there are also a lot of places to grow like incubate incubators accelerators uh, when we first had this idea we went to Armenia startup academy and the guys there helped and are still helping us a lot on every step of our journey.
0: Oh, I'm sure you can find good accelerated programs in Armenia, but you sh- you should also look outside of Armenia if you haven't yet, because there are a lot of good programs. Specifically, I know United States a lot of accelerators that trying to help startups to grow or prove the concept or just get exposure on international market.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we are looking um, towards that. And like one of the accelerators accelerators we really want to get into is like Techstars LA. Um, Okay. Because it's like the perfect accelerator for the media industry. Um, It's designed for it. But of course, we know like many Armenian companies, but they are usually some more tech oriented go to sky uh, berkeley skydeck Uh, there are some companies that are i know yc companies so um i'm not sure if i'm actually not sure if we have any yc companies i know that some people at least applied to we tried to get there but not yet but we'll try again (laughs) and that's absolutely okay and i guess that's the second Difficulty for being an Armenian-based uh, startup because at during the later stages, like yes, we have um, like pre-seed or even seed stage investments in Armenia, but on later stages, being having a presence um, in the United States is very important. Um, though I've heard COVID kind of broke that barrier because usually before you were supposed to go meet those people face-to-face, but right. now since there are no face-to-face meetings anyway.
0: Oh, I agree. It seems like we all got traumatized <laughs> with this COVID. Uh, so one question I'm asking all my guests is, um, what is the one thing you want to see change in Armenia that you think can help expand innovation ecosystem in a country? And attract more investors, specifically from diaspora.
1: Um, I see a lot of uh, positive changes connecting diaspora to Armenia. There are more and more programs. There are more uh, networking places, and um, uh, there was recently a, a, a program called Armenian Virtual Bridge, which okay. uh, which had the goal of connecting Armenian startups to. Um, Silicon Valley um, tech companies and also to Armenians in Silicon Valley. So th- this is great. And I hope this tendency continues uh, over the years and we have more and more opportunities like that, because I think that will be the, um, the huge push that, uh, our community needs right now, because we have the skills we have the expertise we have our diaspora which always helps us not just with investment but mostly and more importantly with mentorship with network connections um so yeah whenever you want to find a good advice advisor for your company there there is definitely an armenian person (laughs) that is an expert in, in it
0: Good. Really, it's really fascinating to see how transforming Armenia and human capital. We have a, such a amazing tech talent that can compete with software engineers, data scientists from China, India, and really, with the help of Diaspora, I think we can export some of these professionals. To, let's say United States or attract more companies to come to Armenia and build businesses.
1: And it's also really great to see that in the last couple of years we are not just just exporting talent, but a lot of Armenian people from all around the world decided to return to their motherland uh, and start companies here. Um, uh, Well, uh, I think the biggest motivation for that was the Velvet Revolution that happened in 2018. Um, but it's really great to see people returning back instead of just um, talented people going and working for huge tech giants.
0: Forbes already recognized Armenia as the next tech hub in a region. And I think this is a huge statement that Armenia makes, considering we don't have access to any ports, any seas. What we have are human capitals.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I'm really happy to be connected and I consider myself a part of that uh, tech community.
0: Well, Arik, thank you so much. It's really a pleasure talking to you. And I can talk about post-fiction over and over. <laughs> so that's why I would love to have you back with more exciting projects and in- initiatives. So what is the best way to learn more about post-fiction or contact you if someone want to get in touch with you to learn more about your platform? Um,
1: so once again thanks a lot for inviting me here um it was really a pleasure pleasure to talk to you um i love talking and sharing about forge fiction <laughs> and um this this was really great uh so if people would want to learn more about us they can visit our website which is forgefiction.com uh, and or contact me on linkedin or via my email which is alec at forgefiction.com i will be delighted to tell you more about what we do and our vision going further
0: so whenever you have an interesting project just shoot me an email and i would love to have you back and talk about your project because i really like force fiction
1: Absolutely. thank you and
0: stay strong
1: thanks a lot goodbye
0: goodbye well everyone thanks again for listening to this episode of high tech minds As you can see, collaborative writing is becoming trending among new generation of book fans. Startups like Forge Fiction, they're really democratizing self-publishing industry, giving new technology tools to book fans not only easily self-publish their books, but also be direct contributors to their favorite fictions. Although there is some decline in publishing industry in terms of revenue growth, it's still a multi-billion dollar industry with a projection to reach $125 by 2025. And I think startups like Forge Fiction, they really can create new market needs, new market niche, and help with the growth of publishing industry. If you would like to learn more about Forge Fiction, go to their website, forgefiction.com. If you would like to directly contact to arek, send him an email at arek at forgefiction.com. You can also find more information about Forge Fiction and its ongoing initiatives in podcast notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to get notification about the newest episodes. When you stop by Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave a positive review. That would be super helpful. For social media fans, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, at High Tech Minds. Well, I'm wishing you a safe weekend and I hope you will join me on the next episode. I'm Nareen, your host, and thanks for listening to High Tech Minds.